Hi, I'm Alison. Welcome to Dream Chasers Adventures in Happiness, where my band of superhero guests and I share with you tales of daring do, life-changing journeys towards living our best lives. If you're after an injection of inspiration and ideas to live the life that you want and deserve, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hi there, and welcome to the show where we serve up conversation, concepts, and belief that it really is possible to create what you crave. If there's something stopping you from pursuing happiness, whatever that looks like to you from a career or lifestyle point of view, the stories and insights covered here are designed to help. Today, I am joined by my former client, Mike Mullins, who actually I've now hired to work with me, so our roles have reversed. Mike spent over 30 years working in the education sector, most recently supporting parents and carers of children with special educational needs or disabilities around their legal entitlements. But in May 2023, he embarked on a career change to pursue what he is most passionate about. And he's now building his own business called Tree of Life as a mobility coach. Now, what is that? Well, Mike's work is all about helping people optimize their body to meet its full potential, to age healthily, promote wellness, and change mindsets regarding physical limitations. He's a qualified MovNet coach, a fifth Dan Aikido instructor, and a keen advocate of breath work and meditation. Today, we're going to talk about how Mike is embarking on this career change from education to self-employment in the well-being space, how he's approaching his transition in practical terms, and we're going to cover concepts that were totally new to me before we started working together, like natural movement and dynamic aging. This stuff is fascinating. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Mike. (laughs) I'm good I'm good thanks so much for coming on so listen when we first met you had obviously been working in the education sector for 30 odd years but you've been toying with the idea of a complete career change to follow your passion in the health and well-being space and start your own business can you share a little bit about how you were feeling at that time and like how you felt about making the idea of working for yourself in this area a reality It's been a long time, actually. The pipe dream of working for myself had been a while in coming. And it had built and built. And there had been a few kind of guises of what I would and wouldn't do if I worked for myself. And that was slowly developing as I kind of progressed. But actually in work, the real real driver was 30 years in education in inner city Liverpool had kind of started to (laughs) take its impact and take its toll. And I started to realise... The people I was working with through the Aikido and a few private clients that I did have when I was still working full time, I wasn't kind of practicing what I preached. My body wasn't as healthy as it should be. Work and the stress <laughs> related from work, although I coped with it very well, I, I suppose looking back, it still took its impact. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't being the kind of model that I should be for people going forward. And with that realization and also the realization that I was getting older, um, I'm moving on. And I wanted to do the things that I was telling people is possible, but I wasn't living those things. So I wanted to mm. escape, escape from, escape's the wrong word. I, I enjoyed my time in education. And I still do. I still keep my toes and fingers dipped in, in the education pond, as it were. But um, I think it's also a place for younger people. I wanted to let new people come forward and have the opportunity for them. But also I wanted to move on and 
practice what I preached mm. and as you said, you know, age age well and in line with what I've read is possible. And I didn't see that as a as a way forward while I was still working full time and working in there. But I couldn't quite see how to navigate that and the modern world. You know, I've got two kids, wife, family, a dog, mortgage, the usual things that mm. come to me. And it was very difficult to see how to balance those kind of modern concepts of pay, yeah. paying your bills yeah. uh, and this idea. I mean, if I was on my own, it'd be very easy to run off living a year and go and do this, but we, we live in a big society and you've got responsibilities. So it was kind of balancing those two areas of the world. And that was what was kind of mm. holding me back a little bit and making me feel frustrated and a little anxious that I couldn't do it. And I would be likely to spend the next decade working for the man rather than me. That, and I think what you're describing is what so many people feel, that the, the practical reality of life and financial commitments and kids and, and, and stuff, and the idea that whilst it feels like a wonderful idea, it also feels like a pipe dream, like it's just, it's actually not possible to do. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, I tried a number of times that I'd, originally, if we went back far enough, I was going to open an Aikido dojo and just be a full-time Aikido instructor. And then looking at just sitting down and doing the kind of nuts and bolts of financial planning, that was just, it, it seemed more than a pipe dream than ever. It seemed ridiculous. And there was no way I could maintain like a life and, and do those things. And then you kind of shelved that. Mm. And then over time, I was introduced to a few different things through running and natural movement and moving that and became more qualified. And there was all these other things. But every time I'd sit down and look at how do you actually do this and move forward, mm. with it, it seemed very, very difficult. And it always came back to that, well, two, two things. Would there be a client base? Would there be an income? Is, is it sustainable? Is it financially sustainable while you're still responsible for a family? You know, I, and I was kind of starting to think at that point and before I met yourself, you know, actually this would be when my children were post-school, post-uni, whatever they do as they move on. And mm. I said, maybe this is for my 60s rather than my 50s. And it was like, it was constantly getting shoved a little bit further away. And that was a bit, right. you know, it, it wasn't good for the for the morale when you start to think I've got another 10 no. years of getting up and going into work, fighting tribunals, looking after families. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy that and I, I really feel for those families I work with. But that was beginning to take an, an emotional and a, a physical toll, really, because we, you know, our body mm. reflects what our nervous system is put through. And that's, I was realizing I needed to put my nervous system through a bit more of a healthier balance, shall we say. Yeah, and it's really interesting. And that's, I actually talk about this subject in my previous podcast on on the impact of, for me, my my old working life and career on my physical body had a very negative effect, which I and I didn't equate the two at the time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also struggle, particularly as we age. You know, it, it's uh, it becomes more pertinent. We become more aware of what our bodies can and can't take, and what what you might have been able to push through in your twenties and perhaps thirties. By the time you're in your forties and fifties, becomes a uh, hell of a lot harder. Yeah, very much, very very much so. Yeah, and you start looking at some examples of people who have done that, whether they're, they're local in your community or in any groups you train with. I mean, I'm fortunate. I trained mm. with a lady who's eighty eight and. You know, it's 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 miraculous. Awesome. I was fortunate enough to have a client who was sadly passed away at Christmas, but ninety three and still, you know, right to the day she passed, was still mobile and still doing things. And that's the kind of thing that I 
I want and I'd like for my family. And not just it's not just an ego thing for me. It, it, it's 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 to be it's to be helpful and to be useful and to be purposeful as we age mm. because we have examples. I have examples of family who were very sad that as they got to certain ages, they could no longer help me. My dad lost a leg and suffered ill health. And he would constantly mm-hmm. say, oh, I wish I could help you out more. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And he was genuinely upset by the limitations that age had brought. And equally, you see other people, and they, they give up the ghost. I've got contemporaries my age and younger who feel that like they finish work and it's the armchair for four or five hours in bed. And it's, it's so debilitating and they, they don't, they don't even do simple things around the home anymore, like painting and decorating or, you know, mm. basic DIY. So I want to be there for my kids. If I'm lucky enough to have them to my grandkids, I'd like to be an example to them. But I'd also, I'd like to play with them. I'd like to be on the floor rolling around <laughs> with the kids and the grandkids and mm. taking them up on, and imparting what little knowledge I've got around the world with them in a, in a practical way, not just a dictatorial way, but actually taking them out and doing things with them. Yeah. Amazing. I love this. We're going to get more into this. But first off, just to take you back, when so you were in that place where you didn't really think it was possible yeah. to set up your own business and, and, and make that change. So what changed? Like, how, how have you done it? There, there, was, there was a few things. There was like, people talk about the catalyst, but I think there's a number of little steps to drop into, the, into that process. One was my wife did it. She took the plunge. She had a lot more courage and faith in herself and went self-employed. And it was suddenly, mm. oh, actually, you can do it. And it's there. Um, during her process, she um, was introduced to yourself. And actually, it was a mistake that I was introduced to you because she was going to work <laughs> with you. I th- I'm not sure who was putting the the webinar or whatever it was together, but she was going to enter it. But she'd already, she didn't meet the criteria because she'd passed the, the, the early stages of self-employment, she'd already took the plunge and done it. But there was still, even when I'd worked with you, there was still that balancing between financial stability, security, and yeah. hustle, and things. And then it was just work. I was I've worked for the city council up here in Liverpool for the majority of my career. We were transferred out mm. 2015 to a different charity to run the same same service, but run by a charity. And then that charity had just lost the contract, and Bernardo's had just won it. And I went to them and I, you know, I was asking them for reduced timetable and they were just like, mm. no, they actually wanted longer hours against, and it got a bit hit. And in the end, it was my, my wife said, just take the plunge, go for it. And then again, another one of those serendipitous moments, if you like, by doing that, I did, I resigned, but Bernardo's had a little bit of a panic. And I think when we discussed part of the, one of the, the modules we did with yourself was about websites and putting yourself out there and we talked around and I'd looked mm-hmm. into it but actually modern world things like whatsapp groups local communities and the whatsapp groups that had actually built up during covid you know silver silver lining to covid yeah. those kinds of support groups I just put it out on there that this is what I was doing and I was quite surprised that it, it just started to, to, to trickle in and a trickle became a good steady flow and it was you know I could take I don't want to say I could take my pick because I want to work with anyone who wants to show me willingness. I'd really like to work mm-hmm. with them. So it, it, it grew from there. So there's there's people like yourself. There's people from work. Um, I was doing some work before I'd left Bernardo's with um, a retirement community up in North Merseyside up in Formby. 
And that was, again, by accident. I was just helping in-laws who'd moved in there. And then other people had seen it. And then the managers saw it and said, oh, would you do this formally? And would you run this? Because these centres, they're very keen on having activities to be run. And I said, yeah, and literally a class of two who were the in-laws developed into a class of... And I had to start to limit it because they were all very keen and they all wanted to... <laughs> Too well, it is, and they all want to run before they can walk, and you don't want, you know, you want to do a good job. So yeah, so I, I'm 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 in Churchill Community Centres um, a few times a week, doing work with people from 55 right the way up to well, up until recently, up to like 92, 93. So this transition of yours, and I think this is very common when people are thinking this is an impossible idea to strike out on your own. Often as not, there is a catalyst. So for you, Bernardo's taking on yeah, yeah. And, and kind of then trying to dictate uh, at working hours yeah. and you being brave enough to go, actually, no. And then, and then giving you the opportunity well, I, I then to, give, to contract for them. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to give the, the courage there was, was my wife. I was still tentative. I think you and I had spoken and I was talking to you and we planned mm. during our sessions about that kind of reduction, 80% work, 20% yeah. time off and then reducing the hours. And because they... They were adamant that there'd be no reduction in hours. I mean, to be fair to them, I'd been the sole officer for Liverpool for, for 10 years and they'd just taken on the contract and to, rec- yeah. to recruit and replace, um, you know, would have been would have taken a time frame. And that's what they're still in the process of doing. And part of my consultancy work with them is training the new staff and recruiting the staff. So, But it was that kind of, that was the big push. What you and I had talked about was was great, but I, I just needed an employer to, to to agree with it, and because they didn't, that yeah. was that was the kind of the portion. It was literally that was know, the push. Yeah, and around, mm. around the tea table with the kids and the wife, and she just said, and Kerry just said, no, no, don't don't be dictated to you. You know, just go. We'll make it work. Just go. And it was that that female female courage and intuition. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, but I think I've got a lot of clients who find themselves in similar positions who, you know, you're sort of on the edge of shall I, shan't I, and oh, I don't know, and, and there's a lot of fear around it inevitably. But it, it, what you've just described kind of proves there is always a way, you know. People you can people often as not sort of try and cut down their hours or go part-time so that they've got an opportunity to build their businesses in the background. And that's exactly what you're doing. So you're contracting, yeah. you've got some money coming in, which feels safe and secure, but you're then starting to talk about what you're doing and share it and and take the opportunities as they arise. I love that about your 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 parents and law and then being you know being asked to actually work with the, the the you know the community as a whole. It's fantastic. No, it's great and it's it's often the way in life. It's those simple, you know, chance encounters, things that you might mm. do for free or you might offer your services and, and, and things like that, you know, and it's just those little things that sometimes they spark bigger things, you know, from tiny acorns yeah. to big oak trees, you know, and that's that's the whole thing about tree tree life. I often say this to people because you never quite know where the opportunities are going to come from, and because it's new, if you're if you're setting out on your own, you know, it, it, it's it's a big blank piece of paper, and and the things that inevitably or often you think are going to be the things that drive business, whether that's particular contacts you've got or particular activities or marketing efforts don't deliver anything. And the things that you don't imagine in a million years <laughs> would be, yeah. you know, the, the deliverers of work end up proving, you know, massively successful. I've seen it time and again. It's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of the people I work with. And it's, it's just keeping an open mind and being experimental and, and taking the opportunities where they come. Yeah, no, it is. It's exactly that. And I think 
from my experience, I was looking because of what I do. I thought it would be a lot of younger people, athletes already maybe wanted to improve. They were the kind of markets I was envisaging and I was tentatively mm. looking at them. But actually, it's come from more private sources. I mean, I wouldn't have never have envisaged that like the majority of my week is spent, well, not the majority, but the vast part of my coaching time is spent within retirement homes working with this age mm. range. And if five or 10 years ago, as a younger man, I might have thought that was a little bit too slow and sedate for me, but actually they keep me on my toes and it's open to the market. But also some of their their children have become clients mm. and become interested because clients. they've seen the improvements in mum or dad through there. Yeah. We've had actually firsthand, you know, lots of the, like last winter and this winter, a lot of the people were saying, Oh, we're so much steadier on our feet. We're so much better. I'm not. I'm not trying to make our my older clients into like Olympic athletes or anything. We're trying just to make sure that they've got you know, good balance, good well-being, can breathe well, can move up and down mm. a chair. It's that idea of it doesn't matter what what range you are. Yeah, I can work with a, a 19 year old boxer, and I do, you know, but I can equally work with an yeah. 88 year old re- retired retired fireman who's got dodgy knees and a bad shoulder, and we don't. But that the improvements mm. are, are there and are capable. Our bodies are amazing things that if you stimulate the nervous system in the right way, you can engender growth and movement and, and health. And that in turn, I mean, you know, your podcast is about happiness and this dream chasing thing. That in turn, if you're moving well, or especially as you age, in less discomfort and more comfort and more at ease with yourself, then you're happier. It's, it, it, it's, it's not rocket science. There's no, yeah. no magic thing. Become Defining happiness is quite difficult, but when we reach things like ease, contentment, satisfaction, security, and ability and confidence in what body we've got, mm. then you're bound to be more happy and things. And I've noticed that in the change just by reducing my hours and by doing, practicing what I preach on a daily basis because I'm teaching it and I'm, I'm passing it on to people. You know, I feel great. Mm. I feel I feel about twenty seven again, and and that's ev- <laughs> that's evidence when I, I go to eternal youth. Well, this I want to talk about this and your ethos around this. You know, when, when you've started talking about it because you're nothing like a traditional PT. You know, when we were when we first started working together, you introduced me to two concepts I'd never heard of, but loved the sound of. You talked about natural movement, and we also talked about dynamic aging. And now, you know, I'm a woman in her late forties. Yeah, and I'm so much more conscious of my own mortality than I ever was and my own health span. Yeah. So all of this really pricked my interest. And obviously, I'm now working with you, which we'll talk about in a moment. But can you explain a bit more about these concepts? You know, like what, what do they mean and why do they matter, particularly as we age? Well, and, you know, what kind of approach does it involve? Well, I, I've probably pinched that terminology, definitely dynamic aging, from something I've read over the years. You know, and that, that, that's been part <laughs> of my... My practice, my ethos has always been to try and learn and learn and study and not just about exercise and physiology and things, but around diet, well-being, what is out there at the moment around cutting edge about aging. And there's lots of things out there around aging wellness. There's, there's big news about people wanting to live to 100 or 120. And I don't mind. I mean, I'm, I'm not here for the longevity. I'm not trying to, to win any records. But if you look at people's lives, especially in the Western world, the last portion of those lives can be spent, although we're living longer, although that's dubious mm-hmm. now, we're starting to backtrack a little bit, but we are in general living longer. It's those last potentially few years, sometimes decades, 
where we're not spent mm-hmm. living well. And we might be a burden on our loved ones. We're definitely a burden on ourselves. We might not be functioning for ourselves. We might be relying heavily on medication, on AIDS to make us move. And what I see dynamic aging is, is trying to reduce that window, you know, but the lady I was talking about before, Hilda from Churchill's, you know, she literally was 93. She was walking a quarter of a mile to the shops, carrying two bags back the day before she died. I mean, she was a case. I mean, she had two gins wow. in the afternoon and would dance in the afternoon. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of woman. She was brilliant. But she went, to, she went to sleep, passed away. She wasn't, you know, very sad. We do miss her and things. But in terms of healthy aging, that was great. Yes, she mm. got old. Yes, she, she did look like a lady nineties. But when you saw her move and move around, that was great. I mean, at 92, she, yeah. she was still swinging an eight or a 12 kilogram kettlebell and lifting out of a chair. You know, that's the type of thing that she could still play. She could still dance. She still gave, yeah. she gave the 60 year olds in the place a massive room for their money. And that's what I'm, I'm talking about. When I talk about aging well, I talk about maintaining a muscle mass, maintaining strength, maintaining a power output, mm. maintaining flexibility, and more importantly, mobility. We don't we don't look at that as enough. Mobility incorporates both power, strength, and range of movement. And for me, that's mm. that's thing. So the movement, the natural movement, natural movement is just natural movements that the body is able to make. So pretty much yeah. <laughs> any movement you can think of could be called as natural. But when we look at it as a as a, an efficient way of moving, moving our body from a central point of gravity and moving in sequence and moving our joints in sequence and loading the muscles mm-hmm. as opposed to loading the tendons and the joints, that's a more efficient way of moving. And the natural movement and the movement program, and I, I love movement from the moment I was introduced to it, I thought it was great. And I, I spent a, a good portion of my time preparing myself for my instructor's qualification and for doing that because it just it messed with everything I've done physically through life. It messed with Aikido in the same way that Aikido moves from a central point with sequential movements and the power comes through relaxation and your breath. Movement is the same, the same thing. So when we've worked together, we've predominantly followed the movement mm-hmm. curriculum and it's based very much from early movement patterns that you would have when you were an infant, you know, rolling on the floor, coming into a kneeling posture, learning to stand, standing in different ways, but standing efficiently and in sequence. And and it sounds a bit, obviously, it is, it's babyish. It's the same things we did when we were a toddler, before pre-toddlers. But I can see you smiling. It engenders that sense. I, it engenders that sense, same it. sense of fun and that same thing. But also, it's gentle on the body. It does not damage. And because... It's in line with the way we learned as an infant. Our nervous mm. system already has a trace memory of this and we can start to, to latch onto those things and then it incorporates then into your daily life. So it's not traditional PT. I've been a traditional PT and I've shouted, no. give me 10 and go again and all that. <laughs> and I've ran people up and down hills and I've been through that process myself. And as a young man, I loved it. You know, that was, that was great. And I can still, if if clients want that type of thing there, but I'd much rather, you know, I called it Tree of Life because this idea of growing from the roots, growing from infanthood and relearning mm. movement patterns that we've lost and then branching out into, into whichever direction you want to go. If you have a specialism, it might be a martial art or it might be cycling, then working on power, strength, mobility for those. But starting, if, if people are willing, 
right the way from the beginning and from the small acorn and, yeah. and growing up. I honestly, I you know, I really, I've really enjoyed it so far. And I'm, I'm somebody, I'm not someone who loves throwing themselves around and sweating to death, which is why I swim as my main activity. Mm-hmm. But what really appeals to me with this whole natural movement thing is the childlike nature of it. So it's fun and it's funny. And so, but you know, it, but on top of that, as you've been working with me and showing me how to move and getting me, you know, doing very basic movements on the floor and showing me how to actually get up off the floor without kind of heaving and, and you know, sort of overcompensating using the wrong, mus- wrong muscles and kind of using cheats that we learn, I think, as we just, as we age. It's, it's from a physical point of view, it makes my body feel really good, which I don't know whether I wasn't expecting it, but it, 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 it yeah, it makes me feel good. So it's fun. It's it's. I feel like a big kid when I'm rolling around on the floor, <laughs> but I can tell that it's doing my body good. And I, I had an issue with my my left hip, which is almost almost completely gone just from doing this work, you know, and doing the little exercises you're giving me to do, like ten minutes a day. So it's not a massive investment of time, but it just all of it is it's made a mass. It's made a huge difference to how I feel physically, and and. You know, and I think probably a lot of people listening to this might have read um, the the Outlive book because it, it was a, a big phenomenon um, recently. And you know, that's I'm in the middle of it, and it's all about health span. So what you're talking about is not just increasing longevity, but increasing your ability to live the way you want to live, to be able to move, to be able to go and do the shopping, to yeah. be able to get up the stairs, to be able to do the things that enable you to live the most full, most happy life. And so, you know, it's. All of it ties into that, I get for me, and it's making me feel really good about building strength and power and mobility in my body as I age, particularly as I go through perimenopause, to sustain all of those things for the long term. No, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, it is about that health span. And the reason you feel so good after it is partly because it's natural, partly because it's sequential, mm. it's releasing on technical terms, it's releasing the fascia away from the muscles where there have been sticky points. So your circulation is improved, your muscle movement is improved, mm-hmm. your nervous system. We do a lot of breath work together. I mean, yeah. I incorporate a lot of the breath work from traditional martial arts, um, Aikido, Tai Chi, Qigong mm-hmm. within there. I'm also encouraging things that I think are missing in some of the curriculums, but it's about that, I mean, the modern term is mindfulness. I, I prefer continuity of consciousness so when I'm asking you to do something that's a little bit more complicated or putting an extra couple of steps in, I'm asking you to follow one particular part of your body and be very aware of what your your left mm-hmm. foot is doing or what your hand is doing. Sometimes when I'm working with the running groups, I'll ask them how their big toe feels. And it's amazing that there's just a blank shutdown. It's like, because they've, they've encased their feet in this, these great big training shoes and they don't feel their body. They just feel... So it's about being aware of your body in time and space. It's about breathing in a rhythm and in a harmony with your movements. It's about moving sequentially from that sense of gravity. And when you do those things and you put them together, five or 10 minutes of that type of movement creates, mm-hmm. and I don't know, there's a lot of talk about endorphins and things like that. I don't know. I'm not a scientist and things I've read about is what I have read is most endorphins don't breach the blood brain barrier. So it's the actual euphoric thing comes from somewhere else. But when you move like that and you feel confident to move like that, you just do feel good. I mean, I love when I work with yourself and when I work with other people, it's watching that smile grow. And it's watching people like yourself who didn't traditionally like PT or exercise or mm-hmm. PE in school and things like that, 
who have been and maybe tried the boot camp approach and things like that. Yet those things work well. I mean, I tend to follow more scientific and doctors online and through the media and through books. And a lot of them are purporting a lot of these things about high intensity interval training and things, which is great mm. if you're 20. And it works really well at controlling blood sugar levels. It works really well at controlling hormone balance in the short term. It also makes really well at controlling weight gain or weight loss. But long term, it throws your body out hormonally. It's not a, it's not a sustainable thing, especially for people post 35, 40. And you need something that you can do every day, day in, day We need to move daily. This is the, the point of what I'd like to get across to, to people. You know, the, 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 the routine we've, we've devised for yourself and you do 10 minutes a day, but you will change how you stand up and sit down, how you get in. And into the <gasps> I already do. Very subtle changes, but you will move. Yeah, you'll, you'll move more efficiently. And um, because that, that then seeps into your day, that becomes your daily practice and your habit. And the more we do, the more you will get there. Um, we started last week, if you remember, we started working on power outputs and started to put some more body awareness in and building some strength into mm. muscles and tendons so that you're able to do some more power exercises. Because look at people as they age. You know, If you're fortunate enough to still have grandparents or parents who are aging, it's power we lose first. It's that struggle to, to, mm. to make, to, to generate energy from a standing start and move forward, getting out of the chair, stepping over into a bath, you know, lifting the shopping off the floor. It's those powers. There's lots yeah. of old dudes and gals who are running marathons. They really are. Our cardiovascular system stays with us very well for a long time. Our strength is the second one they just put. The first thing that starts to go is that utilization of strength and movement together to create power. So working on things mm-hmm. that, that helps that kind of increase that, that, that lifespan, if you like, that health span. And then we add strength Amazing. into it. But it's finding the balance, really. It's, it's keeping strength high in there. And I'm not talking about becoming, a, you know, there's a, there's a plethora. If you look online for, for coaches, there's a plethora of young men with their, their, their pecs out and their six packs and everything else. I'm, you know, I'm a normal looking bloke in my, in my 50s. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm fit. You know, I, I competed with my brother last year. We did a 52-mile run. It was great. I don't look like your average PT, but what I can do, I've always, always through martial arts been more impressed by what people can do with their body than what they look like. And I know in the Western world, it's all about looks and things (laughs) and people want to get slim for the summer and the bikini body and all all this. But I'm more impressed and more, I suppose, in life, more attracted to people who can perform well and move well and do well and breathe well. Because when those things happen, those people think well they interact well. They're nice mm-hmm. to be around. And who doesn't want to be that kind of all-rounded, well-contained, mm-hmm. healthy person moving forward? Um, yeah. And I think that's yeah. what, what attracts Lots. people. I, I, yeah, I completely agree. So just to wrap up, like now that you're really doing it, right, you're building your own business in this area that you're really knowledgeable and passionate about. Like, How do you feel now versus a year ago when you were full-time in your old role? Great. <laughs> so, so simple as that. <laughs> well, honestly, I, I didn't, as I said, I, with doing all these things for years, I thought I was coping with the stress of work very well. The visible changes in me, Mm-hmm. As in work were noticeable by colleagues. They thought it 
you know, it was great. Um, at home, you know, again, you have this hopeful picture that you're, you're a good parent and a good partner and all those things. But I suddenly realized that, you know, I've got an abundance amount. My emotional capacity has increased because I can cope with the kids and things. And I'm not, I'm a different parent. I'm a, I'm a, I'd like to say better. I think an improved version because of those things. Physically, you know, because I'm not working full time and I'm not squashing these things in at the end of the day, I can put them into parts of the day where they are more natural and more movement. You know, we're, we're cyclical animals. We are, we are animals that are stimulated by sunlight, the rise and the sun, the setting the sun. So the idea of all our life, our working life being the best part of the day, and then we try and cram in some PT at the end of the day to keep fit is ridiculous to me now. You know, that idea of working with cyclism, the, the energies of them, supporting your circadian rhythm mm. and those things. That's, that's uh, you know, I feel great. I feel at the best I've felt in the last 15, 20 years physically. I haven't been ill, you know, since I think 2014, you know, and before that was probably 1999, the last time. I've always had good health, but you get niggles, you get aches, you get pains. At the moment, my body is, you know, touch wood, great. I can do everything that I want to do. I can do things that, you know, my my teenage son can't do. And that's much to his upset, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I bet. You know, that's, that's the, and it's not, it's not, to, it's not, I don't want to do this because I can do them. I, I don't want to brag about this. It's just great to be 53 and being able to set an example to my lad. I mean, yeah. I coach, I help coach his rugby team and things and to set that example there and people go, God, you know, and he didn't like it because I was the oldest parent there and things like that. But now he thinks it's brilliant. So no, I mean, health-wise, I feel great. Security-wise and emotionally-wise, security-wise and financially-wise, it's worked out brilliantly. The hours that I do, consulting, yes, they are still the majority of my income, but that balance is, is constantly like that it now. Will grow. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking to reduce some of my time with Bernardo's post March. I think March will be the kind of thing moving forward there. And I'm, and I've just got more confidence that you know. It, it is possible. It can be done. And even if it was, there were lean periods, I'm still got the time to focus on me. And I think that was one of the things I read a book years ago, a guy called Phil Maffetone, an American guy, around health and well-being. And he was a big advocate of low heart rate mm. exercise. But he said, "Be careful." The introduction to his book said, "Be careful. This book might lead you to quit work, change your lifestyle, move your house, do these things." And he, he was right because. Quite often when we start to analyze those things that we've done, and we do them for good reasons, but when we start to analyze them, you know, some of them aren't the healthiest choices we might have made and we might find ourselves in. I feel now the way I live and what I do, helping people like yourself and other people, that's the way I'm, I'm helping people. I don't feel like I'm yeah. earning a living. I feel like I'm helping people regain their bodies or regain their youth and putting a smile on faces it's 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 lovely to do, and the fact that it is supporting me and my family is just a bonus. It's great. Just a bonus. Oh my god, I love that. I love that. So listen, like it's been really amazing having you on the show, yeah. and thanks like, so much for sharing your um, like incredible knowledge and insights. If if anyone is interested in learning more about you and what you do and how it might help them, or you know they just want to hire you, because seriously, people like an advocate for doing just that. Where do they? How do they get hold of you? Just via email. 
It's Mike's Tree of Life at gmail.com. So that, that's it. I, Brilliant. I, I haven't advertised anywhere. I've been very fortunate. I haven't needed to. Word of mouth and a few social media things and people like yourself, you know. And, mm. and I've got to thank you. Thank you for having me today, but also for all that work months ago. I mean, it was really, really – I mean, I, I entered it trepidatiously, but it, it was actually brilliant, you know. Um, so, you know, th- thanks for that. I, I wouldn't be here without that input, and that's been really good. But if people want to work with me, it is just, you know, Mike's tree of life. And it's – don't be put off. It is really for anyone, whether you're a, a brand spanking super fit athlete or you are of a certain age and worried that, you you know – you're not going to be able to do anything. We will find something and we will make a better body, I promise. Yeah, there's something. Amazing. Well, I'll put your email in the show notes so people Thank can, can uh, get hold of you. And I think it's just worth also noting that you do, you know, you work in person, but also virtually because yeah. obviously I'm in Wales and you're in Liverpool. So we do it online and it works brilliantly. So um, I'll, I'll make sure those details are included. So thanks so much. And, you. Uh, you know, that's it for this episode. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. And I really hope it's provided some inspiration, both in terms of chasing the kind of career change you really want, um, and also on optimizing your own physical body to meet its full potential and age healthily. If you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this conversation and Mike's brilliant insights, please do share this episode. And until next time, just know I believe in you and your ability to create the change you really want. So go do your thing. Thank you for listening today. I hope our time together has got you thinking about your own adventure in happiness. So please do get in touch. I'd love to hear more about your story. And why not join our Dream Chasers Unite community? There is nothing better than an adventure shared. Until next time... Be brave and go create what you crave.